Hey country music fans of New England, this is Russell James of the band Scarlet Drive, and we'll be bringing a night of country music rock and roll to one of the best original music venues in Boston. Thursday, February 16th, we're bringing our patio tour to the Brighton Music Hall in Alston, Massachusetts, for a Thirsty Thursday event you do not want to miss. Thursday, February 16th, Boots and Whiskey presents the Scarlet Drive Patio Tour with special guests Houston Bernard and Nick Casey. Tickets are $15 presale with reservations through our website at scarletdrive.com or $20 at the box office the day of. We hope to see you there and thank you for supporting live music. Now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. Just a swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have the very talented Bree Carter on the show. Bree is... Uh, I didn't know what to expect with Bree. Um, I've been following her music for about a year now, blown away by her stuff and her talent and everything she's doing. You know, uh, I was a little hesitant to ask if she wanted to be on the show because I thought she was too big to be on the show. I mean, I guess that shows you, you know, maybe what this show has become or what this show is about. Um, or to, you know, just say, screw it and chase, chase what you want. Um, but I wanted Brie Carter on and I asked and she said yes. And I was, I'm very <laughs> excited that she's here. Um, because the conversation you're about to hear is absolutely fantastic. The story of her life and what she's gone through and the things she's done is just mind blowing. And, and on top of it, you know, she's an incredible artist that, is really taking country music by storm, or independent country music by storm. Um, you know, she's definitely one of those people that could, uh, has the potential to be huge. You know, she did CMA Fest last year. She's she's doing all kinds of things in town. She's, uh, I honestly cannot say more about this this woman than I than I than I already have, and um. It's an honor for me to have her on here to tell her story. I think it's great. And I think it's a story that's very important um, for a lot of reasons. And uh, I think you're going to get a gist of why that is from the conversation. So I'm not going to ramble on here about, about it too, too much. But I do want you to sit back, enjoy, relax, grab a drink, unless you're driving, you know, and enjoy the show. I think this is a great conversation. 
And I'm, you know, I, I, I am unbelievably, I know I've said it now the last couple of weeks, but I am unbelievably, unbelievable. Uh, I can't even speak. That's how touched I am about how much these conversations over the last month, month and a half have been to me, you know, really since the start of the year, every conversation, every week has been fantastic. And you're, and that's, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to continue. It's continuing past this episode and, and all that for what's already planned out. Um, you're not going to be disappointed. Um, I'm not, I, I think this is the strongest year we've had or the strongest episodes we've ever had in the last month and a half. It, it, abs, absolutely strongest episodes we ever had and that that's that's a huge testament to our guests so thank you all for that um but really without further ado guys i want you to get into this because it's awesome it's freaking awesome guys here is brie carter enjoy we want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Well, hello, Miss Carter. Hi. I can't How are see you. you. What's that? I, am I supposed to see you? No, it's all it's all just audio. Oh my goodness. I just got all cutesy and fancy. I just drove in from Illinois hightailing it. Trying to <laughs> I was right. I got my whiskey. <laughs> hey, at least you have the whiskey. That's I mean, that's half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here. No, thank you so much for having me. This is oh, exciting. Of course. You know, I was, um, I had kind of come across you last year about this time and have been watching what you're doing and it's incredible. It's incredible what you've been up to, what you've been doing this year. I'm, I'm very excited to hear, hear your story. Thank you so much. It's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's been, a, it's been a heck of a ride and trust me, I'm not ready to get off this roller coaster. No way. I'm like, Hey, speed it up a little bit. Let's go higher. <laughs> I love it. But you I know, love it. The name of your podcast, Boots and Whiskey. I am the boot girl. I'm the boot queen. So it's just, and I'm I'm the whiskey girl. So I'm like, oh my goodness, it's just it's fate. It's destiny. Hell yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get to all that um, at the end of the. Sh- that's how we kind of like close the show off. So um, that's that's great. I can't wait to hear your your boot and whiskey choices. But um, but before we get into that, I want you to tell your story. You know how you. You know, how you started, where you came from, and, you know, what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. I will tell you, it's been a long road. Um, Some may say not, but it started out. I've always loved, I've been a lover of music since I was a little girl. Um, I joke and say I was singing in my mother's womb. So that's just kind of an end. (laughs) (laughs) But originally, I'm from Louisiana. So I grew up singing in a church choir, gospel choir, Lone Star Missionary Baptist Church down in, um, a small town called Sterlington, Louisiana, right outside of uh, Monroe, Louisiana. And it's so weird when you're from a small town, you always want to say you're next to the biggest city. You know, yeah. no, yep. no one knows it, but two, it just makes you seem like, you know, maybe you're, you're kind of city-fied, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because where we are, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, we're in Massachusetts. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I, it's just easy to say Boston, but, you know, really... In reality, I'm more closer to Providence, Rhode Island than I am to Boston by a long shot. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I'm about, oh, God, 25 minutes north of Providence and about an hour and 15 minutes south of Boston. So are you from Boston, that area? Because I don't hear that Boston, the Boston accent. No, uh, no, we're about, you know, we're about an hour and 15 minutes south of there. Um, you know, I've got, I have, I think I have more of a Rhode Island accent okay. um, than anything. But yeah, my wife is actually from the city of Boston and she has it pretty thick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, hey, trust me, I'm not poking fun. I love the accent. I love, I love to hear people from Boston talk. I really do. Um but back to what you were saying, my story, grew up from, in Louisiana. Um, unfortunately, my parents divorced and um, we left Louisiana and we lived on the West Coast, like Oregon. We were also in San Francisco and L.A. and my grandmother kind of worried about us being on the West Coast, you know, with my mom being single. So we moved back to Louisiana, like probably right before high school. And okay. oh, I remember being little one. She said when I was a little girl, I, I always loved cowgirl boots. I always wanted to stay in my boots. So it was just amazing. And I remember having, you know, and I hope I'm not dating myself, but they used to have these little horses on that looked like a broomstick that you kind of ride. Do you, are you yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was riding ponies since I was a girl. And <laughs> I remember telling someone, I'm like, oh, I'd love to be a country singer. And I never got the accent, so you don't hear all the twang. I think when I'm back home in Louisiana for a long time, you could hear it. Uh, but growing up on the West Coast, I know my mom used to always say, make sure you don't say ain't and, and, and all of these other things and, and what have you. So I grew up and she was just constantly correcting me. But now I'm an adult. I can say ain't and is and it is. <laughs> but I, I knew it was something in me that, that wanted to do music and country music uh, in particular. And when I think it was back in 2014, my biological father passed away. And it was just, it just really hit me home. Just that tomorrow's not promised to any of us. If it's something that's deep burning in your spirit, something you want to do, go for it. You, you have to, we only get one life to live and you got to live it for yourself. And I think too many times we find ourselves doing what other people want us to do versus our passions and our dreams. And I'm like, Hey, God gave me this gift. And you know, the thing, funny thing is that growing up I could sing, but I never found my voice because I came from a family of singers and sure. they sing, they were saying it. So they took it to another level. So I, I just remember like, mm, I'm not really sure about this. I never found my voice until I just went all in and just started celebrating the uniqueness of my voice and what it has to offer. And I've been doing music ever since 2014 hard. Um, I'll be honest, music isn't the only thing I do. I'm a published author. I write. In addition to that, you know, I've had my own cosmetics line and I've just been a, probably a serial entrepreneur and I've been in the medical industry. Um, my, my mantra or who I am, it, it, it comes down to three M's. It's my ministry, which is God. I tell people I'm a God lover. I don't put my religion on anyone, but I'm a God lover. So it's faith first. So it's my ministry. It's my music. And then it's medicine. So I think God has just used me in the three areas just to touch other people and and that's why I'm here, and that's why I go so hard in music. Wow, I got I got to tell you, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you're you're you know, um, I think it's your manager or you know, whoever does your booking. You know, him and I were talking, and he was like, you know, oh yeah, weekends are great because you know she works full time during the day, and I'm like, what the hell kind of a what, what what's going on when I when a talent like yours isn't doing you know, music necessarily full time as, you know, your primary source of income. For sure. 
And I just say, you know what, God has a has a plan, and in His perfect time, I, I believe there's be some day where I will be able to do music full time and go all in and and really be able to touch even more people than I've touched so far. Um, and I forgot one more M in there, the military. So that's yeah, I'm 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 all about my country. So you know that that's just that's huge for me. You know, America is a great place. America obviously has its problems, but every place does. Right. I truly wouldn't trade it trade it for any other place, honestly. You know, I, I got to say, you know, I was looking through through some of your bio and stuff, and I was going to touch on the military stuff. Now, did you do that? Um, because I find it super, you know, I'll I'll be the first to say it. You know, I never had the um, I never had the cojones to to uh, sign myself up. Right. And I was I never lived in a time where I, you know, had to be drafted or anything like that. Um, what made you decide to go in? You know what? First of all, I come from a long line of uh, people in my family, um, specifically men that have been in the military. I had sure. a cousin that was um, that went in the um, in the Army National Guard prior to me, but it was just a part of me. So funny story is that I had a cousin on my mom's side and a cousin on my dad's side, and they're like, "Hey, hey, Bree, Bree, we're going in the military. Um, we're going." And I was in college; I'd already started school. And you should come with us. You you need to join with us. And I've always been kind of adventurous and what have you. And I'm like, okay, I'll go. So they were thinking they were going under the buddy system and bringing me along, but it didn't happen like that. I went in, so they were separated, and then I went with the cousin on my um on my mom's side. So it all worked out. But it was just something in me during that time in college. You know how you may feel yourself spiraling. You need a change. Because I tell you, hey, I got I got stories. I'm not perfect by no means, but I, I knew that I needed a change. And it was a part of my DNA, just overall discipline. And I think just military, like my grandfather was in the Navy, an uncle that was in the Marines and someone else in the Air Force. And then I had a, a ton of cousins that were also in in the Army and the, in the Guard and in the Reserves and what have you. So I knew I wasn't afraid of it. So I was all in. And when I went in initially enlisted, I was so gung ho. I'm like, oh my God, I want to be a drill sergeant. And my drill sergeants, they were like, Carter, you're going to be an officer. And I'm like, an officer? <sighs> but I go back after I finished my uh, basic training and my advanced initial training, I went right back to college and I joined ROTC. And then when I graduated, I got my commission as an officer. So it was that was a hell of a ride too. I definitely wouldn't trade it for the world. And honestly, if I could if I could turn back the, the hands of time, I would go back and I would do it again. That's that's awesome. You know, it's it's funny because I can remember, um, you know, I was 14 when 9-11 happened. And, you know, it was my formidable years, right? Sure. And I I think to myself now, like, if I was 18, 17, 18 when that happened, because it, it, you know, it really rocked my world. You know, I'm a big history, you know, kind of guy. And, um, you know... I think to myself, I wonder if I if I was older at the time, if I would have signed up, you know, because at the time everything was so, you know, gung ho and everybody was so, you know, red, white and blue. And, you know, I, I mean, I still am. But, Definitely. you know, I, I wonder how age changed that for me, um, you know, because as I got older, you know, I got a little more. You know, you get a little more self-centered and <laughs> and stuff as you get it higher in your teen years. And you know, I could never. You know, I was I'm an only child. I was like, I'm not not doing that. I can't do that. And um, you know, never did. And you know, I have days where like I wish I did, and I have days where I'm I'm glad I didn't. You know, but I'm 
I'm very thankful for everybody that that has for sure. No, definitely. So I think that, you know, I know obviously there's an age cutoff. I think there are so many people today that could serve their military in some capacity, even if they weren't on the front lines. I think they need to extend that um, the age in which uh, people can actually join and what have you. You know, obviously going through all the testing, and what have you. I, I think they should extend it and let people go in because I think it would it would be huge for our country. Honestly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the more you know, the more opportunities I think some people have, even if they can't, like you said, you know, fight on the front lines. You know, there's definitely things that people can do. Exactly. There's there's so much more. So no, it, it's 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 been great. I have no. I, I just want to live my life with no regrets. Because I think too much today and, you know, what it doesn't matter your circumstance, but one of the big things with the military. So um, obviously I'm brown. Some people may say black, black, brown, same difference. But uh, I grew up never seeing color. So one thing, the army, that was just wonderful because everyone in the army, I mean, you're all soldiers and you're light green, you're dark green. And everyone's just the same. You're just a different shade of green, which just made it. It's just amazing. And it didn't matter, you know, whoever you were in the foxhole next to, you know, you were defending your country and you're defending each other. So so then, you know, I there unfortunately, you know, for us, we haven't had and I'm going to use your terminology. We haven't had a lot of um, brown artists on our show, you know, for I think for a lot of obvious reasons, because, you know, unfortunately, there's not a a ton of brown country artists coming up um you know and i i think that's i think that's changing um but you know when we started this there there wasn't a ton and there wasn't a ton of names out there um you know but for you growing up you know especially in louisiana and loving country music was it i I think i know your answer based on what you just said but you know was it easy for you to relate to country music based on the storytelling I mean, because again, there wasn't a lot of, you know, we had Charlie Pride, you know, we've had, you know, we've had people, but, you know, it hasn't been a prominent thing. You know what? I've just always loved the, um, the fiddle, the banjo, all of sure. the instruments. It's just, it's just touched my soul. It's just something about it, hearing it. Um, it wasn't, I think it was really easy because I could relate to the stories. Now, obviously, yeah. being a kid growing up, I can't relate to, you know, the heartache and, but I could see the trucks and all the smoking and drinking, those things I couldn't necessarily relate to. But it it just felt right. You know how you know sure. something in you that just feels right? And yeah, yeah. That's just how it was. And like I said, growing up, I was just taught that you don't see – I never saw color growing up either. You know, whether I was – either when I was in on the West Coast, L.A., San Francisco, Oregon area, or even back in Louisiana – I never saw color. We all, we had people in our family that were all nationalities, all colors and what have you. So it was just something that was, imp- something that was a part of me. So I didn't shy away from it. And I was always taught just to be an individual and just at home, you know, my mom growing up listening to um, the late, great Miss Loretta Lynn, obviously, you know, Mr. Charlie Pride, my dad used to sing his songs all the time at home. And then, you know, Dolly Parton, and, you know, Reba and Tanya Tucker and Tammy Wynette and, you know, just all of the old greats and hee-haw and just the, the whole dynamics to all of that. It was just, it was my life. It was who I was. So I, I didn't know that that it was a difference then growing up. Yeah. Happened. 
excuse the interruption. <laughs> uh, but this is, uh, well, it's time for some country music. Stay tuned for more from the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to remind you about our friends over at the Afterglow Boutique um, over there at 4 Evergreen Lane in Hopedale. Spot in she has moved out of Blackstone, moved into Hopedale. All of her stuff is still online. Don't forget, if you're going to go shop online, put in promo code BOOTS. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20%. O-O-T-S at theafterglowboutique.com. Cheers. Wow, I, I love that. I love that you, you know, I love that that's how you, you were brought up. I think that's incredible. I think it's important for... You know, because we, you know, I have three boys, you know, we, we try to teach them the same, same kind of values and morals and, you know, everybody's who they are, you know, it doesn't really matter. Definitely. That's awesome. I love that. Now, so with your, with your medical training and, you know, being in the military and your faith and all that, how could you put a percentage on, you know, any of those things and how they have affected your music and your songwriting you know does one take over a little bit more than the other or did none of them have any you know relation to your to your uh, to your music i think all of it plays a part to it um the military obviously in the discipline and just seeing people as people based on that but yeah. the thing that probably takes over the most with music is the fact of my faith just mm-hmm. God being God led and what have you. And I think just in, in the, being in the medical field, calling on doctors, knowing the medicines and the different devices and the things that I've sold and just being in the operating room, you know, actually helping with patients and family members and caregivers and, you know, working with state health departments and different things like that. I think all of those things in the fact that you just see that at the end of the day, people are people when there are people out there that are hurting and, whether it's through medicine, whether it's through music, the military or faith or whatever, all of it, people need, people need people. We all need someone and, and people yeah. care. So I think in, in every role and all those positions, it's just the faith and the caring and, and, and loving on people that, that truly plays a part. So I think when I, a lot of my songs, I think I'm more probably a, a happy go look overall. I'm a happy go lucky person. That means that I don't have problems and I don't get down and what have you, but I'm more of the motivator, the uplifter. I want to I want to build people up more than bring them down. Although Paybacks talks about, you know, karma is karma is something, but I'm <laughs> stronger than that. It's just a it's a powerful song that says, "Hey, you're stronger than no matter whatever situation you've been through, what you've gone through or what you're going through. You know, you can overcome, but you just have to believe." So I think Overall, I would I would have to say that my faith just kind of really takes over. And even when people in music say, oh, my goodness, why are you doing this? And are you just trying to be a part of a movement or what have you? And it's just like, I have to be true to me. And yeah. people know me or take the time to get to know me, know that it's who I am. And it's not an act. It's not a facade or anything like that. And some say, oh, no. And there are certain things that people are used to hearing. But I'm happy because someone said, oh, you don't have a high-pitched voice or you don't have the twang. The one thing that I that I've, God has shown me is that I have people from all walks of life, from all colors. They're like, oh, my goodness, I love your voice. So I'm learning to celebrate the uniqueness of my voice. I don't want to be the next, you know, Miranda Lambert. I, you know, I'd love to go on the path and, you know, win all have the accolades and win the awards. But I want to be Brie Carter. You know, yeah. the world doesn't need another Miranda or or another Dolly. Every they need 
the world needs more people that are unique and individual and just themselves. Right. Yeah. The world needs an, an, a Brie Carter. That's what they yeah. need. <laughs> yes. So what made you decide, you know what, I'm going to do this, you know, professionally. What, you know, what, what moment in your life did you say, you know what, I'm doing this, you know, for however long and now it's time to really take this seriously. Well, when you start losing people that you care about, loved ones and what have you, and as we become adults, time, what you just see, time is, time waits on no one. Yeah. January is already halfway gone. The pandemic seems like it was just yesterday, but it was two years ago. I mean, I kind of, we're still in it and what have you, because COVID is still prevalent with the different uh, variants and what have you. But on the flip side, you just realize time is, father time is not waiting on anyone. Right. It, you got to make a decision. And, you know, and I hear people saying, unfortunately, you know, maybe everyone didn't have the same opportunities. Get out there and create your own opportunities. Don't, don't wait. And for every door that closes, there could be a hundred doors that closes or a thousand doors that close. There's going to be one door that opens. You just have to continue to be faithful in what you believe in. If it's something that God put in your spirit, it's your, your heart's desire, you just go for it. And I don't care how many people say that you're not good enough or you're not capable. You got to know that you are and you have to believe it. And as you believe it, then other people will see it and they have no choice but to believe it. And if they don't, hey, you know what? It's it's no sweat off your sleeve. You just have to continue to be true to who you are, especially when you're being unique and authentic. Damn. You, you are something. <laughs> you, you know, you are like, like you're contagious. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Sunday nights at this time for me, I'm like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. It's Monday <laughs> tomorrow. I gotta go back to work. Uh, you know, you gotta do the. You gotta be a person again. And you know, I take this podcast and what I'm doing here, you know, very seriously. You know, pretty pretty seriously for not, you know, not really, you know, getting anything monetarily out of it. But you know, this has become, you know a big chunk of my life. Sure. And um, I got to tell you, you know, there's been times, you know, I'm, and I'm sure you've gone through it where, you know, you, you feel down and you're like, what am I doing? Am I wasting my time? You know, so on and so forth. And then, you know, you get that jolt of energy and you're like, no, no, this is what I'm doing. And this is, how I'm, I'm kicking ass at it. Right. And like, you just, you just exude positivity and such awesome energy. I love it. Uh, thank you. But you know what? You're right. I do have down moments and stuff like that. And I've just had to learn to try to encourage myself. My mom's always been probably my my number one cheerleader, my biggest fan. You know, she just has. And, yeah. and just having that, you know, growing up with that faith and what have you and digging, di- digging down. And I cry out to God and I cry out to my mom sometimes, too. <laughs> but I just realized, you know, just it's how we how we look at things and the perspective we have. You know, I used to say, oh, my goodness, I have to go to work. And then when I didn't have an opportunity to go to work and the bills were piling up and I needed money for guitar lessons or voice lessons or other things or rent was due and I needed to help a family member do this or help someone that I didn't know do something that I was compelled and led to help. And you just stop and you realize I don't have to go to work or I don't have to do this. I get to do this. So I've just tried to really just have the mindset of just more gratitude it's an opportunity. I get to go to work. It's a blessing. And no matter what I'm dealing with and going with, you know what, there's a whole lot, there's a hell of a lot more people that are worse off than I am that would love to trade places with me. So while I'm well, it's me. let me kind of 
I've just been really trying to change that perspective and just say, you know what, thank you, Lord, for things being as well as they are. And it's it's a path. It's part of the journey. And I've yeah. also tried to learn to be a little bit more present because it's like I'm always on the go. And the busyness hasn't stopped. But at least regardless of whatever position or whatever I'm doing, I've just really made it made it a focus to be more present in that moment. Because too many times we're so worried about what we got to do tomorrow and next week and next year that we look right to what's going on right now, right in front of us, that we miss out on it. So I'm just trying to trying to be more in the moment and more present. Yeah. Amen, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I, you know, talking to you is, is, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not much of a, you know, a religious person or anything like that. Um, I think that's the Northeasterner in me, (laughs) Um, you know, because we don't. We don't grow up that way. You know, we really don't. Um, you know, to a lot of people, yeah, sure, religion is important up here and, and so on and so forth. But it isn't it isn't a way of life like it is in the South. For sure. You know, for you know, for whatever reason. I'm not really sure what it is, but it just isn't. Um, you know what, you just said something, and that's why I prefaced it early on. I don't put my my religions or my faith or my beliefs on anyone but I have to be true to who I am. Oh, hell yeah. I, I don't want to make anyone comfortable, but I, I love the Lord. I love I love Jesus. I love Allah. I mean, whoever you love or or whatever, everyone has to be true to who they are. And that's what yeah. it boils down to. Yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, um, atheist or, you know, anything <laughs> like that. You know, I, I think there's a higher, there's definitely going to be something bigger than us, right? You well, know, and that's that's how I see it. Definitely. And, um, you know, but it's, there's something about, you know, getting into country music and, you know, what I call real country music to, uh, you know, it kind of brings you to that point of like, you know, a faith or a higher power. And it's, you know, a lot of country music to me has been, you know, like a religious experience because, you know, of the stories or, you know, the soul that goes into these songs. and. Right. You know, what you have out there is is that through and through. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, I, I'm under the assumption you're living in Nashville, I correct? Am. I am, yes, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Now, when did you make your way to Nashville, and what made you go there? Well, <laughs> this is the country music mecca, Nashville. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So it, it is. So if you want to do something, you've got to go all in and you go to where, where you need to be. So I started probably back in 2014 coming off and on. And then probably about four years ago, I got a place and I was still going back and forth. And a couple of years ago, I just moved. I just came all in and I got a place here. I mean, I still have a place in Illinois as well, like a house with land. But I have a nice apartment here and I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm working like I have animals. I miss my animals. They're in Illinois because it's just, it's conducive to them and, and the lifestyle that I live and what have you, it just works out better for them not to be cooped up in an apartment. But yeah. Almost too. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. You know, that that's great. It's great that you're doing so much and you're, you know, you from the sounds of it, you're putting everything you have in everything you do. I have to. I, yeah. Hell yeah. And you know, I was sharing with my mom on my drive because uh, I just drove back to Nashville today. I've been gone since Christmas. My parents live in Mississippi now, so I was in Mississippi. Um, and then I was back in Illinois, and then I just came back today. I was driving high, telling it to get here, like I share it with you for this podcast, to get all dolled up, only to be recording. <laughs> 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 I 
but I was just sharing with her and I'm just like, oh my goodness. I'm like, Lord, mom, I said, can we get blessed or something? I said, we need a contract because we need a contract. We need the more streams on the music. You know, we need more, I, well, not we, I need more booking. So all of these things. So you talk about being discouraged. Sometimes last year was a, was a phenomenal year. It was a hell of a ride. And then now starting out this year, I'm like, okay, I see what took place last year. All those things aren't on the books yet. And yeah. No. So there's, there are uncertainties, but I just have to continue to do what I need to do and trust the process and know, and because there's so many things that I want to do for my, for my, you know, for my mom, unfortunately, like I shared with you, my biological father passed away. My mom remarried and my stepdad, there's so much that I want to, I want to be able to do for them and they're getting older. And I think right. you can't give, you can't do for people when they're gone, when they're dead and gone, anything that you want to do for someone, any charity, you do it while people are living while, while you can. Yeah doesn't matter and we can't we surely can't take it with us when we're gone from here unfortunately right um right. <laughs> uh, so yeah you know talk you know you you did have a pretty big year you know you get to play cma fast yes um you know how how was that for you oh it was it was amazing I, it was just sur so so surreal yeah that's you know just kind of processing everything in the fact that I'd gone before, but only as, you know, as a fan, but this time being on the other side, it was amazing. You know, don't get me wrong. I love being on the other side as a fan, but I definitely wouldn't trade for the world. I like being on the other side, being able to perform. It was phenomenal. And I'm hoping and praying that I get a chance. Last year was my debut for CMA Fest. And I'm hoping that I get a chance to play again this year on a bigger stage. Yeah. Process. You know, I got a chance to play at the, um, at the Opry's 97th birthday bash, you know, on their big main outside stage. And then the Nashville music, the, the Nashville Grand Prix. So got a chance to perform with that. So there were a ton of highlights, um, great interviews and, and, and what have you and radio tours and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of not sure what, what the future holds, but I'm, I'm optimistic that, Hey, it, it's going to be something great and, and better than whatever took place last year. Yeah, you know, I was I was kind of looking at some of the stuff that you had done last year and, you know, the interviews you had done, the people you did them with. And, like, uh, you know, and like I said, I watched you all year and I was like, I wonder, you know, we've been doing this long enough now. Like, I'm going to I'm going to shoot my shot here. Of course. And, and I was so thankful that you, you know, you were like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. Especially after you doing such big things, you know, like because me being me, like, I don't I don't. I, you know, I know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm, we've been doing it long enough now. Uh -huh. um, you know, I know I have a, I know I have a reach. I know, I know all that. You but have like, a podcast. You have a right. But I don't feel like it. You know what I mean? I don't. Yes. You better stop it. If you don't feel it. I know. Right. Like, you I don't. You gotta feel it. Yeah. Well, I, so like, it's one of those things where like, I know this is, you know, I know I'm, I know I have a reach. I know I have a pretty decent sized reach, you know, but being you know, from a small town in Massachusetts, like, you know, because I think a lot of it is because I'm not in Nashville and I don't necessarily see it right in my face all the time. Uh huh. You know, I it doesn't. I think that's what keeps me working so hard, though. But you know what? That's good though, because you're doing a lot of good. You're doing more than you than you realize. You're touching a lot of lives. <laughs> And just people that are listening in and what have you, it makes a difference because then people can reflect on their own lives and say, hey, I can do this or I can do 
and it just continues to keep hope alive and people just get to learn about other people. So you're doing a phenomenal job. It doesn't matter where you are. It, it really, it doesn't. You make yeah. them wherever your situation, but no, you're doing a hell of a job. Well, I thank you for that. I appreciate that. And you know, when I thought, when I started seeing you pop up on, on my stuff as looking at the, um, the stories and liking some of the posts, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I've been watching her now. I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm so, like, when I got the yes, I was like, yeah. Ooh, it was like Christmas. Hey there. Is this thing on? Check, check. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, excuse the interruption. <laughs> but it's time for some country music. Stay tuned for more from the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Thank you. But you know what? I just learned. It's always a, everyone. I don't care. You know, obviously I have a long road to, to travel, but just always being humble and stuff, right? Being humble and being thankful for the opportunity. It doesn't matter. And yeah. I like that. And like I shared with you earlier, it's about being grateful, grateful, thankful. And it's that gratitude and, you know, appreciative that you would think of me to do it. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's important. And I, I think the problem is sometimes when people get too, too big for their britches and I think you start, start losing sight of the things that are important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so speaking of that, um, you know, your social medias are, are huge, you know, your Instagram, you're at, you know, 60 and a half thousand followers and, and all that. Like, how did, how do you build to that point? How did you build to that point? You know what? I've had help. Cause I can't do it on my own. I've sure. had help. And even recently I got my hands tapped on some of my posts are like, you're just throwing anything up there. You got to be more selective. You have to do better reels. And I'm like, I'm just being me. I'm, I'm, I'm the girl next door. I am a country girl. Don't get me wrong. I love to glam up too. I'm a professional girl too. I'm a faith girl. There's so many different aspects dimensions of who I am. Uh, but I've, I've had help. I don't think anyone can do it alone. Yeah. It takes a village. It takes just like it takes a village. It takes a team to do this. No one could do it alone. And especially with me working and in my ministry and music and wanting to give back, I, I can't do it all. But for the most part, I will say I do tap in and I'm looking at who I'm following. They help me with the post, but then I dig in. I'll take time. I just have to watch it because I'll be honest, when I go on and I'm starting to do my likes and I'm viewing the timelines and I'm, I'm looking up other things before I know it, three or four hours have passed away. Yeah. And I'm oh my goodness. And go back to that time thing. Time is just so precious that we can't get back. So it's just me being a little disciplined. And as much as I'd like to be on there more, I can't be on there more looking at all the, the pages and what have you. But I, I do try to set up, set aside time every day, normally after the first start of my day. And sometimes um, at the end of my day, I will go on and then I'll start looking and then they'll just kind of help me schedule posts to help. But no, if I didn't have help with that, with some of the things, it would it would be hard to do. It's yeah. just being and it's just being consistent. Yeah, yeah. The consistency is is the key. You know, I've I've noticed. You know, even with our stuff. You know, if I think if we were posting, you know, every only every couple of days or once a week or whatever, like we wouldn't be where we are. 
you know, that's that's for sure. Like, you know, sometimes people say like, well, it's too much. And it's not. It's not. You, you're you at the forefront of somebody's timeline or somebody's thought process or, you know, that's that's where you need to be at all times. I agree. But you never know. I think you have something that someone needs to hear. That's why you keep doing it. Yeah. Some people say that's too much. Maybe it's too much for them, but it's not enough for someone else. And right. like you said, you're at the forefront of someone's mind or what have you, and you're hitting the places and the people that you need to hit and that you need to touch. So I say keep doing what you're doing and you're going to continue to grow and things are just going to get better. And like I shared with you early on, boots and whiskey, that's what's up. I'm <laughs> boot queen. I love my boots. I own over 100 pair and I'm a whiskey girl. Wait a minute. You have a hundred pairs of boots? Over a hundred pair of cowgirl boots, yes. Now, are they a specific um brand or are they all, all over they're, the place? They're different brands. They're they are different brands. Um, I do like Corrals. I love old gringo. Um, I like Dan Post. You know, there's there's yeah. I probably have mm, almost every designer, but maybe not. Uh, but those are probably the three or four that I, Lucases, those are probably the, the four that I probably do a little bit more. But yeah, I, I love my boots. And I have all colors, all st- all styles. I probably prefer the, the snip toe or the pointed toe more than the square, but I have a couple of square pair as well. And I wow. Like and I have them from fancy to, 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 to kicking dust or kicking dirt. <laughs> yeah. No, do you have a favorite pair? You know what I do, and they're corrals. They're corrals, and I'm oh my goodness, I've worn those boots out, and I went. I'll dress those this particular boot. I'll dress them up, and I'll dress them down. And they're kind of like a a sand or a taupe color, or like a not a tan, but more like a sandy a sandy color. And I'll wear those boots, and I've actually I've worn them out twice, and I've had them resold twice. I love those boots just that much. That's awesome. You know, I have a I only have one pair of boots. Um, <laughs> I have a pair of Ariats that I, I, I've, I've loved to death. You know, I, I've, they've become my everyday shoe or yeah. not shoe, but you know what I mean? Footwear. <laughs> and um, I want another pair so bad, like so, so bad. You, you know, need I, another pair. Right. I do. I, I say that too. And I say it to my wife all the time. Like, you know, I need, I need another pair of boots. She's like, your boots are fine. I'm like, no, no, they are. They are great. They are totally great. But I go, I need more. I just need more. Need a couple. The podcast is called Boots and Whiskey, right? because so, we got we have plenty of whiskey in this house, right? So it can't just be boot. It can't be singular. It has to be plural. You need more boots, right? It's kind of like I need another cowboy hat too. Yes, I'm a hat. You know? I love my hats. I love my hats. I'm kind of I'm kind of sold right now on those bigger hats right now. The bigger oh yeah. Brand. Oh my goodness, they are so phenomenal. I I probably have two or three. I want all of them. I want them to make me some custom made and I have custom made hats too. <laughs> yeah. I have a, the hat I have, um, a company out in Florida had sent it to me and, um, you know, we did some stuff together and I was like, Oh, I like, it's a great hat, but now I need like a darker hat for different you I know, a, occasions. I got a Stetson. A Stetson is a nice one too. I, um, and I love the color silver. It's a silver belly. It's like okay. the color phenomenal oh my goodness nice yeah i need i just i need more i just need more you know <laughs> cowboy-esque <laughs> you know stuff I, I got a question you got a big buckle no 
what are you waiting on? Well, so it's funny you said that because I want to buckle dad, right? And the lady, there's a lady that works in my office and she's, when she was in college, you know, she lived in Texas and Idaho and Montana and all kinds of places. And she, you know, she did rodeos. And so I say to her all the time, like, I want a buckle. She goes, you can't get a buckle unless you earn it. And I was like, (laughs) damn. You know, so every time I bring up the buckle and she's like, well, you haven't earned it. You haven't earned it. And I'm like, I'm never going to either. Tell her you need a you need a belt with a big buckle and you can look, you don't have to earn that. You just buy that. Speaking of which, ask her if she can hook me up with the rodeo on performing. <laughs> right. Well, she's she's old now, but <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's we have so we have a rodeo up here that's every Saturday during the summer. Um, and we I've never been. Oh my you know, last send it to me, please. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. When I get off the phone with you, I will. Uh, I'll send you all the info. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. And um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, I I say to them all, I say to my wife all the time, like the kids would love this. You know, we've done PBR and all that stuff. It's it's right. a great time. Oh my goodness, I love it. I love horses. I love to be. I love to ride horses. It's just amazing. That's another thing that just life just stands still when I'm when I get to ride a horse. Yeah. Uh, I've never ridden a horse. You know what? I'm I know. Your podcast. If if you don't get on a horse and you don't get you a buckle soon, I know. You know, it, my <laughs> my wife jokingly says to me all the time. She's like, "You're such a poser. Like you, you <laughs> love you love country music. You love whiskey, but you don't. You know." She's like, "You don't even. You wouldn't even know what to do on a horse." I'm like, "No, I, I have no idea." Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty funny. You know, we go back and forth about it all the time. She she loves to razz me on it, and um. You know, I don't blame her because really, it really wasn't until her and I got together about seven years ago where I even liked country music. I used to okay. hate, hate country music. So what would you listen to? Uh, like, um, like classic rock. and I knew you were going to say rock. Yeah, it was like rock and roll. And I was a big jam band person in college, you know, Grateful Dead, Dave Matthews, Fish, okay. you know, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, my first concert was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and uh-huh. yeah. And then my dad took me to see Kiss for my second concert, you know, it was Kiss too. Yeah. They were amazing. They were, they were. And that was, uh, you know, I saw Kiss on their first farewell tour, which was on like 99 or 2000 or something like that. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I've seen all kinds of shows from, you know, hip hop to, Rock and roll to country to blues to jet, you know, I've seen it all. You sound like me. I'm a lover of all music, um, but I, I am just more a little more partial to uh, country. But I yeah. do music. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to the being more partial to country now than everything else. But yeah, I'm you know, there's times where you know I need to listen to, you know, Rage Against the Machine or you know Pink Floyd or you know yeah. something else just really? to. You know, and go back. It's right. So yeah, you mentioned whiskey earlier. Tell me about this whiskey that you got going on. Oh man! So, um, originally when I started this, the whiskey side of this show was supposed to be a little more prevalent than it has been. Okay. Um, last winter we started doing some reviews, and then you know concert season really started getting kicking, and 
Um, we kind of slowed it way down, but we started up, started them up again on TikTok um, because I just don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't have the time to sit and do a 20, 25 minute review on a bottle of whiskey. I just don't. For sure. Um, you know, with TikTok, I can get a review out in three minutes. It's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of distilleries send us stuff from, you know, we, a TX Whiskey, um, Driftless Glen. There's been a few distilleries up here in the Boston area. Okay. Um, you know, we've we've gotten stuff sent to us from all over the place. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, to the point where, like, I'm looking at my bar right now in my office, and it's like, there's still stuff, plenty of stuff that I got last year that I haven't even opened yet. Because oh, you're waiting on. You're behind on those reviews. I know. That's the thing. I'm so behind. So behind. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's a couple of bottles that I don't want to open yet because they're rare and expensive. And <laughs> you know, I just. Okay. I, what's okay. that? Pappy Van Winkle. I don't. I don't. That's. I got a bottle of Pappies I hadn't opened for that very reason. Yeah. Uh, I have a bottle of Blanton's that's not open. I have a bottle of Eagle Rare that's not open. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I have a bottle of Buffalo Trace that's almost gone. But like up here where I am, the Buffalo Trace stuff, as soon as it hits the shelf, it's gone. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very hard to find. Okay, so do you like Bell Mead? Do you do any the other ones? What's your typical after after a long day coming home sipping? What's your si- sipping uh, whiskey? Uh, my sipping whiskey actually is Nelson's Greenbrier. Okay. I love Nelson's. They actually sent me a bottle, and it actually arrived on my birthday last year. So I think I might be partial because of that reason. Okay. When's your birthday? Uh, March fourth. Okay, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. So the Greenbrier is my favorite. I've only, um, I can't get, I don't see it much around here. Um, so when I was in New York over the summer, I had saw a bottle in one of their liquor stores. So I, I bought it um, because I was already out of the one that Nelson's had sent me. Well, I hope they send you another bottle this year. Actually, I, I hope so too. You know, I, I was hoping we would, team up and and do something and i just haven't gotten an email back yet maybe i gotta be a, a little more uh assertive yes assertive. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll go assertive <laughs> Listen, i'm putting all that that positive energy out there for you that they that you guys actually make a connection in 2023 and you're able to do a collaboration together yeah i i hope so because you know i love their stuff i really do you know and i know they have a lot more than what they've what they sent me um so i would love to try it all Oh, that sounds nice. I'd love to try some. Hey, if y'all are listening, send me a bottle too. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. My mom's closed mouth don't get fed. If you want something, ask. <laughs> um, you know, we have so do you know who three cord is? Three cord. You said three court or cord? Cord. Three cord. Why does it sound familiar? I don't know. They're out of I think they're out of New York. They're another bourbon whiskey brand. Um they sent us all of their their line, their entire line. They sent it to us, and we still haven't gotten to it because there's so much. How many different lines do they have in your brand? Um, when they sent it to us, they had three. They had, uh, I'm looking at them right now. They had a rye that's called Amplify. They have a blended bourbon whiskey, and then they have a straight bourbon that's finished in Pinot Noir barrels. So I'm actually really excited for that one. 
you gotta come on now i know i know come on now and then my lovely wife she bought me a bottle of uh johnny walker blue for christmas oh my goodness yeah so good yeah and i opened that and i almost wanted to strangle her because i was like i i didn't know we had that kind of money um (laughs) i love it i love it yes you know, I I got her a Boots and Whiskey podcast glass and a and a you know a hug, and she gets me a three hundred dollar bottle of. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but anyway. Like I said, you must have been good this year. I must have been. I mean, I kind of wasn't, but I must have been. Hey, just keep doing what you're doing. There's no telling what you're gonna get yeah. at the end of the year. <laughs> but you know, you know, going back to the Blanton's thing, you know, Blanton's up here. Um, it's. It's a $250 bottle of booze. Yeah. I, you know what? Funny story. When I got my first bottle of Blanton's, I didn't know any better. I gave it away. A friend of mine, my play brother, I was like, he was just like, it's my birthday. And I'm like, oh, it's your birthday? Dude, here. And I had just uh, gotten into Nashville at the studio and it was about to go in and record and what have you. And he was getting leave. And I'm like, hey, you know what, Kev? Here, take a bottle of Blanton's. He's like, wow what are you serious i'm like yeah you could have it so then when i went back to my friend that normally gets me different bottles and and stuff like that like you did what (laughs) he was like i barely get enough of these bottles here he was just like i gave you that that was a gift he was like you can't give that away and i was like "Uh oh sorry and i said well i need another one then i need another i have my own now my own special bottle that I, that I refuse to give away. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I have actually have a bottle that is other than the Nelson's is my favorite. And it's the, I got a bottle of TX blended. They're out of Texas and it was sent to me by them. And I don't think it was supposed to be sent to me because I had reached back out to thank them. And the girl that sent it to me no longer worked there. <laughs> So, yeah. Did I lose you? All right. Sorry. We live out, we live out in the middle of nowhere, so the wind must have blown the wrong way. <laughs> That's a- you're like, hey, you're there. I'm like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it happens more often than not. It just, it's, we we literally live in the woods on an acre of land. And, you know, if the sun sh- doesn't shine at the exact rate, it's, forget about it. It's like Armageddon. But I love it. I I, I love it. It's just something about being like, on that acre and the trees and the land it, it makes you kind of riff and you're able to put things in a little bit more you know, yeah the busy the busy city the busy city streets and- yeah it's definitely um it's definitely a di- for sure mm-hmm. so no i'm i'm excited but i i appreciate you you know thinking of me having me here but yeah i'm I'm collecting my um i'm collecting my whiskey too good good i i love building up this collection 
Yes, you like I like the Woodford Reserve. I like Riff. There's just so so many. Yeah, there there is so many. There's so many different options. There's so many you know craft distilleries that are popping up that are great, and you know I, I just want to keep keep trying them all. Right, you sound like me. I just want to keep trying them all. Look, hey y'all out there, send me some too. Yeah, I got. Um, I also my friend gave me some Zazerac. Zazerac. <sighs> Yeah, I got a bottle of that. And oh. It's never been. Oh, it, yeah, it's never been open. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, yeah, you know that's the thing. Like somebody, I had, I have a couple of bottles of Yellowstone. I have a single barrel of Yellowstone, and somebody was like, "Don't open it." And I was I like, know. "No, I'm... I gotta get Yellowstone." I'm glad you said that. I love the show. I love Yellowstone. I love Kevin yeah. Costner. It's like that Western feel. Yeah, so I'm gonna. So that's on my bucket list to get me some Yellowstone. And then, what about the Uncle Nearest? Have you had that one? Um, I haven't yet. So we have reached out to Uncle Nearest. I wanted, I wanted the owner of the distillery to be on the show, and we were told no. So I think we might try again. Um, but yeah, I would love to try Uncle Nearest. It's again, it's another one that doesn't come up here often, and then when it does, it's gone. But I hear it's great. Hello. Uh, hi. Okay. <laughs> uh, Maybe we're talking too long. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to me, there's no such thing. But um, oh we, were my talking goodness. About, we were talking about Uncle Uncle Nearest, and I haven't had it. Um, I want to. I want to try it. But I, it's another one of those ones that once it's here, it's gone. Okay. I got you. So, yeah. So, I have... Um... Have a nice bottle of Uncle Nearest. I'm looking also at, I was sharing with you, I have Woodford Reserve. I have a Kentucky Der- Derby bottle of the reserve with all the horses. It's beautiful. Damn. So I'm definitely not going to open that. I um, I think last year at some point, someone gifted me with a, a bottle of uh, the Glen Levitt 14-year uh, single malt scotch whiskey. So it's 14, 14 years of age. So I, I got a bottle of that. Yeah, I have a have a ton of stuff. I have the traditionals. I have the uh, the crown. I have some of that too. I even have some um, American honey. That's the, that's the singing whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's um. So we're uh, um. I'm a Tennessee squire. Uh huh. So you know, we own a quote unquote own a portion of the land over at the distillery for Jack Daniels. Oh wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm partial to Jack. Um, you know, I like Jack, Jack. Yeah, I do too. I like Jack a lot, actually. I was given a bottle for Christmas from somebody in my office, and they were like, "We know you like whiskey, and we don't know which one, but you can't go wrong with Jack." And I was like, "Well, yeah, no, you can't." Exactly. Plus, I have uh, a bottle of that single reserve Jack too. I've had ooh. a couple of things, so yeah, I, I got. I like. I like Jack. Me and Jack are friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Jack. Jack Honey's really good, especially if you, you know. If it's cold and, you know, I throw Jack Honey in some lemonade. Ooh, forget about oh, it. Oh, that sounds so good. Because you know it, what? That's what I do. I'm ashamed to say, but sometimes when I sing, I got to have some hot. I do the uh, some hot water with some of the, um, some of that with a little bit of lemon. And I'm good to go. Yeah. I, I am yeah. good to go with that. So Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a girl that loves her whiskey. I love my boots. I love my hat. So all well, around country girl. I'm I'm so glad you're here. You're here, Bree. Like I really am. Like it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you and you know getting to know you. And 
when we're down in Asheville, I hope we can, um, you know. Hey, you got my number. You better see me. You bet. You bet your ass. I'm gonna. You, you look, 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 y'all better see me. I'm oh. here. You got my number. So you have a direct contact to me. You don't have to go through anybody. No, you can no. reach out. I, and I will, because, you know, it's, it's nice to have friends down there and we want to do something kind of down there soon. That would be um, amazing. So yeah. let me know. I can help you put something together or anything I can do to, to help or whatever. I'm definitely willing. If you need oh, me to be- um, do any reconnaissance or look up something or do whatever, since I'm, I'm here anyway, I can definitely do that. Or you need me to do any follow up. Uh, just reach out. Don't Damn, hesitate. That would be awesome. I greatly, greatly appreciate that offer. I really do. Definitely. I well, really my friend, do. listen, you be safe. You be blessed. You, thank you once again for having me. Oh, and thank you. I look forward to actually meeting you face to face. And me, until our paths cross again. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for everything. It's been an absolute pleasure. It really has. It's, I, I love having these conversations and you, you didn't disappoint. Which is which is so awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm happy I didn't disappoint. <laughs> well, like you know, sometimes it is. Sometimes it does. You know, you get excited to talk to somebody, and it's like, oh my god, that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> like you know? pulling pulling teeth, huh? Yeah, sometimes it is, but I, I understand. Yeah. So when I see when I see you face to face, we're gonna share some bourbon together. Some whiskey. hell yeah, we better. Yes. We'll, we'll line up the good stuff, and you know, have a night. There you go. Well, tell the Mrs. Hyde. Tell the boys. Auntie Bree said she can't wait to meet them. I will. I will. <laughs> okay, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures and whatnot all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. drsupplyco.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. Well, there you have it, everyone. Thank you so much, Bree, for your time. I I could have talked to her all day. All night I could have talked to her, especially about whiskey and boots and my God. Um, I love this, this young lady. I love her to death. She's you know, she's near and dear to me. I, I really cannot wait to meet her in person. You know, she's one of those souls that I would literally drop everything and go and meet because she's that person. Authentic, sweet, everything you would want in a friend. Brie Cotter. And I got that just from, you know, an hour of chatting with her. Unbelievable. Brie, thank you so much. Um, you know, of course... I, t- I told my I told my kids Auntie Bree says hi and they were all excited. Uh, my wife is very excited to see you and meet you as well. Hopefully one of these days soon. Um, thank you so much, Bree, for everything and thank you for your team to get this set up. Um, so really, guys, thank you for for tuning in tonight. Um, I would tell you who next week's who next week's guest wow is, but. Um, I've got a few options and I'm not sure who's going to go next right now. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but I will make a decision here soon. So stay tuned for that. Thank you to dirt road. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Go check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, the whole, the whole nine yards, all the social medias. Thank you all so much. Um, if you have a guest that you think would be, be good for us, boots and whiskey podcast at gmail.com. Send those, um, send those over. Um, Follow us on YouTube. Do 
guys. Oh, man, YouTube's blowing up. All of our episodes are on YouTube. Or, well, all the current episodes are up on YouTube. We're going we're gonna to try our best to get the other ones up there, too, one day. Um, so thank you, everybody, so much. I greatly appreciate all your time and your effort and your, and your, and your love. I, I really, really do. So until next time, y'all, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Cheers, y'all. Good night.